marijuana cup. The, the ganja cup. Uh, what's another word for weed? Oh, man, you're the, there. The, the grass. Nope. The flower, the flower nope. powers. Nope. Uh, is this a show on right now? Yeah. It is? Uh-huh. Ah, damn it. I started it. I had a feeling you look too confident <laughs> and calm in me rambling. I'm like, he, he usually gets mad like we got to start. And it's, oh, you've been recording me unbeknownst to myself. Uh-huh. I'm trying to remember the name of the cannabis cup. I just see I had to get off it in order to come back <laughs> on it. Ugh. So, yeah, we got to call Kaz and go to the cannabis cup. And um, uh-huh. I, honestly, that's going to be too much weed for me in a single day. Like, I know that. But uh, it's going to be an adventure because sometimes I got to push the limits. Um, so, oh, all right, forgot we were having a show here. Ben Gavin is back for his third visit to the show for a very specific reason. We promised you this months ago that he got, he had a... What's up, y'all? Hey, man. Tell us what happened. So forget me talking about it. your third visit? Third time. I was just thinking about that on the way over here. Wow. This is the second time. Oh, no. You're the biggest friend of the show. That's awesome. I know. I love it. Um, so I just got back yesterday from... Five weeks, five and a half weeks in southern Kentucky, oh, Logan nice. County, Kentucky. Logan oh, County. Logan County. Um, really? No. <laughs> we both, we both <laughs> big fans of Logan County. Um, yeah, uh, f- uh, working on a movie. Um, got my, it's my, it was my first uh, uh, number one on the call sheet, lead of the right. film. Right. In every single scene. And it, and it couldn't have been a more beautiful story to, to have that opportunity and. I feel like this is the opportunity. This is the thing that people who have like big TV shows or procedural shows, when they have their hiatus, they they go and do something like this because this is this was this is literally everything I've ever wanted from an acting um, wow. experience. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it um, it was a, it was an incredible experience with an incredible group of people. Um, they all the the filmmakers are out of Virginia Beach. They all went to Regent University in Virginia. They all went to film school together. Um, they all put this together. The um, the writer director Kyle Thornton um, is my age, few few months older than me. Just a, I'm 32, um, and uh, just a just a great just a great just a great experience. Um, started from the beginning. Um, it uh, it came to me through my manager. I didn't know why, but they he reached out to me. And was like, hey, this these guys want to Skype with you. They're interested in you and in, in their in their and for their script and so I read the script and I, it was nice. It was a nice script. I was like, this is good. It, there, there were some things I, I I had some questions about, but you know, I had the Skype meeting with them and that went really well. And I met these guys over, over the uh, you know, over, I set up my phone to, in my little self tape studio and um, and then two weeks go by, nothing and and then my my manager hit me up again. Was like, hey, they really like talking with you. They want you to send us a self tape. So I was like, okay. So they sent three scenes, and I sent I sent the tape, and then it was like the next day, my manager called me. It was like, okay, they want to meet you. They'll either fly you to Virginia or they'll fly out to LA to meet you. And I'm like, oh, this is rocking, you know, this right. is this is uh, this is good. And I, I mean, I, f- I go out for a lot of roles that I'm good for, but I I just knew that this one yeah. was was mine. Like I knew it. It just ha- it, the the subtleties of the character. I mean, I mean, uh, um, I, I'll. Just just to explain what the movie is, it um, I think the, the synopsis on IMDb says uh, Levi, after losing uh, uh, after losing his wife during the birth of their se- of his their second child, Levi is uh, he is forced to raise two girls on his own and and borrows money from a ruthless loan shark 
I, I can't get the exact. What's the, what's the title? It's called A Place Called Home. It should be my most recent credit on there. Um, really a cool, um, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it pulls at the heartstrings, you know, the, the second scene of the movie. Um, I like it. how it's kind of an old classic scenario. It's not, uh, go ahead. After losing his wife during the birth of his second child, Levi is found raising two young girls. However, when forced to borrow money from a ruthless loan shark, he must fight to save his family and the home his family was made in. Yeah, there so you go. So it's a it's a grow up quick kind of kind of scenario for this guy, and um, and they you know they they had me working with they had me working with this adorable actress McCarran Stith, who's nine years old and play, plays seven as my daughter, and she was awesome. Um, and they had me working with a six to seven week year old baby, six <laughs> to seven week old baby. How was that? Um, oh man, that was I'd never done anything like that in my career. Um, and it was intense. I mean, because the first things I was shooting with this baby were like these pickups from these really intense scenes Jesus. where these guys have <laughs> broken into my house and and um, and I'm and the, and I'm holding the baby. We had already shot the heavy stuff, you know, with these guys, and now we're just picking it up with the baby. Yeah. And so I'm like holding this baby with my my heart racing and all this stuff, and this baby's just like, who the fuck is this? Right, guy? right, right. Like, <laughs> get me out of here! Like, like, right. just stop handing me off to him. Right, right, I right. I mean, and that and that's the and then. And and then there's there's scenes where she has to be crying. So like the mother's there. The mother's a really good family friend of the director. So it was and it's her third child. So she was like really fantastic um, uh, to uh, to be to be on set with. And uh, so she was there to mitigate the, the she was the there mild the whole time. trauma. Yeah, yeah. The, that the, the baby must have been experiencing. Yeah, I mean, and she I I don't think she she'd never been on a set before, so she didn't know really what she was. S signing up for it's I mean, always it's a question when you're working with kids like right. what what is too much what did they what do they know it is real and yeah you right. don't know well there's a uh there was a scene that we did uh with with mccarran who um who played my seven-year-old daughter where basically it's her first time that she she like talks about her mother dying oh boy and, and the the how is unfair and this and that and and Kyle, our director, was amazing because it, it, you know, we were going on and going on and going on and going on and doing it and doing it. And it was towards the end of the shoot, so I mean, McCarran, God love her, she was over it. Was she? <laughs> you know, yeah. she wants to be on summer vacation now at this point. But um, but he he ultimately, you know, had to have her think about her mom dying. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and uh, in order to get it. Yeah. And and it was like it went from this scene that you we were just all so frustrated with because we were just like, oh my God, we're not gonna get this. If this if this scene doesn't work, a lot of the movies now, not gonna work. I'm curious. Um when it comes to that directorial choice and you're like you gotta think about your mom dying, does does she really need to? I mean, she can make it a cat, her kitten who died. Like it doesn't have to be her mom. Like the camera will get what it gets whatever she gives it yeah. doesn't i mean it sounds bad but it doesn't have to be that of course i mean uh, uh, i mean she had lost her dog recently but you know she talked about it free and with no, with no problems i'm not I mean? saying it works for her yeah. what i'm saying is i'm talking about any kid it, 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 i mean it, it totally depends on the actor not right. even some kids. kids yeah some kids can just or some kid actors i'm sure can just switch it on and they they look like their mom just died Hey man, there's that old saying like you know, people who who get into that that spirit or that moment of the what's actually going on, and those who are just brilliant fakers. Yeah, exactly. there's a whole spectrum of performance and style, but yeah. yeah. Well, I I find myself to be a pretty good faker, um, but not on this project. 
No, there are times where you don't want to fake it. You're like, I really want to find this moment. This one was just lined up so perfectly for me. Um, I don't call myself a method actor. I don't do it. Like, I just, I do, I take, I take each role as it comes. And if it's something I can really sink my teeth into, then yeah, why not? I, it, I think it'd be lazy not to um, take it that far. And by the end of the shoot, especially when the baby showed up, every, everyone on set was calling me a method actor. Like, <laughs> like, they're like, they're like Ben's method, he'll 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 change the baby right now. And I'm just kind of like, what? Oh, <laughs> isn't no. that uh, isn't that nice that they felt that way though? Like they it were kind great. of impressed it, it, by it, your it, handling of the situation. And look, this this whole project um, has been something else for me. I mean, I'd never worked that much. It was a 24 day shoot plus plus three days of rehearsal, so I was there for a week before. Um, there were days off in between, right? One day off. One day, day off. It was a six-day week, okay. um, which is, is is grueling. It's grueling, um, yeah. And we got really lucky with with the weather in Kentucky. Good kind of grueling, though. Um, yeah, it is. It really, it really, yeah. really is. Um, but the the emotional headspace that I was in for a lot of it became became taxing, and I had to really start being focused on my emotional stamina. Right. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't. There were many scenes in which I needed to fuck fucking go there mm -hmm. and be stay there until the scene was done and and everyone on set by the uh, but as we started getting into it really really understood that and i always had my own my own space uh my private space when soon as soon as we weren't shooting <laughs> that's where i was you know yeah. i had certain songs playing in my room that kept me there and i and i've had and i stayed there i stayed i stayed there and it um it was it was a lot it, you know i mean I've never dealt with loss like that, like like obviously this guy's going through. Right. Um, I, I hope to never, ever, ever deal with loss no, like that. No, that's the idea, um, is uh, to avoid tragedy as much as possible, but that's uh, hard to do. So, so, um, so I was given, but I was given everything I needed to become this guy and, 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 the week before we started shooting, you know, walking through every location, because most shoots I'm on, we shoot out by location. All right, we're gonna, we got this location for this, this set, these many days. We're gonna shoot every scene in this location, and then we're done with that location. We're on to the next one. This was not that case. They had all the locations on lock. You know what I mean? So they shot it out by characters. So we shot out all the stuff in my truck day one, um, and and we shot out the wife dying day one. Um, and then we went on to the loan shark stuff because he his character drives ev a lot of the things that I do. So we shot out all his stuff in each all locations that he was at. And then they brought in my friends. We shot out all my friends stuff. We, I, my character works at H and H Steel, which is a factory in in, in Kentucky. And we're wearing those. I don't know if, if y'all ever heard of high vis shirts. High vis, no. High vis, like high vis, high, high visibility. They're bright yellow, bright orange shirts, and that's what they all wear in those those factories. Now, I was walking around a gas station like after we finished shooting one day, and I'm wearing. Oh, we're, no, we hadn't finished shooting. We were doing a company move to a different location. I was still wearing my high vis <laughs> shirt, and I'm seeing these dudes, and we were shooting what was supposed to be like the break room of the fact of the factory, and I see these other dudes kind of showing up. So there's some extras around when we're shooting. I see these other dudes at this gas station wearing the same stuff, and I'm like. Oh, were you on the? I'm like, oh no, oh no, you, you, no, you're actually you actually workers work in the factory. <laughs> you actually do. Um, that's cool. Um, so that um, and then we actually shot at this H and H Steel factory, which that was the only that was the only stuff I think back on. I was like, mm, I don't know how that turned out because I felt like a fish out of water. Yeah. <laughs> like, Did they I'm give like, you any time to adjust to like the work that you were pretending to do? 
No. Um, that was the only thing. I mean, they didn't really have me do too much work when I was um, when I was there. You, you know, like like it was like kind of taking a break. And then there was some really good stuff, um, like me and my boys, like kind of walking from one part of the factory to the other, which we got a great scene. And he he works these overnight shifts. It's a it, it was it was pretty amazing. But um, that's a that's a big test. Like, um, you know, at, at, at one end of the spectrum of like what performance and acting is, it's like the words and the emotion. But there's a whole other body thing going on that yeah. I've been I've been bad at in the past and made mistakes. I remember the first like student short I ever did. I was like 20 years old. Uh, my buddy was in school for filmmaking. He had me play this role and I had to smoke a cigarette. At 20, I had never smoked a cigarette before. Right. And when I when I I don't remember how long it had been since I'd seen it, but when I watched it, I was like, that guy does not smoke cigarettes. <laughs> it was pathetic. It was great though. Th- that that was that was something I, I I made sure to be adamant about for myself. Like I watched playback on almost everything that wasn't highly emotional. If it was highly emotional, I did not watch playback. You don't want to relive it. I I I just didn't want that in my head. I didn't want to be thinking about. Mistakes you may have like, made, like it, choices. Th- that's yeah. not where it's something super technical, right. and maybe I'm not talking that much. Um, then I wanted to see, and I thought about this. I mean, I, I don't, I, I didn't, I'm not one that spent their life in acting classes. That just wasn't me. But I took, I took a lot of them, and you know, scene studies. That you did ev- a lot of classes, I recall. Yeah, but I, I wasn't. I mean, not, 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 not for, for, for most people I know. But I was thinking, I had this one scene. Here, here's the scene, and 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 they don't. I don't know how many acting classes will teach you this shit or, or have you work on something like this because this was hard the scene is as i'm walking into my bedroom for the first like trying to sleep in my bed for the first time in months because you know i sleep on the couch and like i can't sleep in that sure. bed. you know that's where i found my and i'm walking in and it's this whole thing and i look myself in the mirror and in the script i'm hearing a conversation going on between me and my wife before she died so it's this walk in you having to kind of psych yourself up subtly and look in the mirror and walk around the bed and kind of look at the bed and you're like, all right, you can do this. And you lay into bed, lay into bed and you stare at the ceiling. You're like, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to look over to where her side of the bed was, but then you do it anyway. And you have this moment of elation because you can see her in your head and then, then you don't see her. Then you just see an empty pillow and it's that, that, and the camera's picking up all that and you don't have to say anything. You just have, but you have to make it work for the camera, but like the, the pillow can't be blocking your face. So you got to lay down a certain way. I mean, that shit, like this super emotional, technical scenes that I don't think don't involve any dialogue. Yeah. That don't involve any dialogue. Don't, don't, don't like, like you have to hit your mark while having all this. Absolutely. Hitting your mark. So, so when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, there's this eye light that's reflecting into the mirror, right at your eye. And like, you have to hit that mark. And I'm like, Hey, you know, and it's dark in the room, so I'm like, but you there's know, still 11 I'm, people in the room with you. I'm making yeah. sure, and they were very good about you know uh, super mo- like keeping as little people in the ro- room as right. possible. But yeah, that's basically and taking deal. direction and yeah. cut, try that again. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's a challenge, man. It's but I was given like like I said, I was given everything I needed to 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 feel at home in this as this guy. Um, the day before we started shooting, I was there for a week to do my three days of rehearsals and kind of get ready and get acclimated to everything. And um, the day before we started shooting, I went over to my character's house. Levi's house is what we call it. That, that's what, how it was, we're at Levi's, um, where we shot most of the movie. But not, um, I go there by myself. There's a garage kind of separated from the, from the small, this small, it's a 
small little ranch shithole house. Right. You know what I mean? With a on a plot of like an acre and a half, oh, surrounded by just farms, cows, and everything. Like I mean, and lo- like I mean, it just. So I, so I spent the day there by myself. I went into the garage, and the, the garage is completely set dressed as my, sh- my, my place. It looks like an, an empty tool shed, you know, with a bunch of shit and a hanging boxing bag. And that was my character's kind of escape. He would, when the girls are asleep, he goes out there and just goes, on that g- bag. goes to town on the bag all night long because he can't sleep. How much of, you have, how much of that as, as Ben did you do? My fingers. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're, yeah. They, they've, they they've now scabbed over. Like, op- like I went all out on that bag. Are you going to um, get one now that you're home? Are you going to get one for yourself? I want it's one. Method, yeah, it's, it's Method Ben. Yeah. yeah. I want. I was thinking, I'm just hanging up in mine's garage. There you go. Why not? Plenty <laughs> of <Play a> space. <laughs> um, so I, I spent that day there, and I, 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 I worked out. I smoked a joint. I... I I I and I had an exercise there. I punched the bag, and I start going through this emotional kind of arc that this character has, and what I had been connected to personally, um, emotionally to this, and it all just as I'm punching this bag came came crashing down on me, and I start getting emotional. I mean, no one's fucking there. Yeah, it's just me, and and I'm like punching this bag, and I'm trying to like, all right, save it, dude. You got a movie to do, and it just all starts hitting me, hitting me, hitting me, and I lose it, and I have, and I, w- I kind of, I walk out of the garage, I walk down the driveway, and I'm standing in the middle of the road, which a one car passes maybe every forty-five minutes, you know, and I'm just bawling outside at that house all yep. by myself. I mean, I had that that real experience where I just couldn't keep it in and like you know no one could hear me I could scream as loud as I wanted to no one would hear me and um and then I went inside I washed up and had packed my lunch that day with a few beers ate my lunch had a beer read the script again right. and just kind of sat in each room I'd get tired in the living in the living room so I'd go to the kitchen I'd get tired in the kitchen so I'd go to my bedroom I'd get tired in my bedroom so I'd go sit on the front porch and I read the entire script again and I just that was the most productive day leading up to that movie that I had, and I spent a lot of time working on it. Um, I Every, everybody's process is completely different. And in class, they try to teach you process. And for me, like, I was always a, I'm going to do it my way kind of person. I still am. Um, and I always kind of pushed back on teachers' approaches to figuring it out. Now, obviously, acting, there's so much of it that happens inside. It's all a lot of it. I mean, most of it is internal you have to learn how to do the external stuff because that helps too. Like you can get something motivated. If you can't get it from inside, you can get it started, like the punch in the bag. But you had this whole set. You had this whole world, this private world of this guy that you were able to use as your external stuff. What a great tool. How lucky are you for that, that you have this this fan, this like playground. Honestly, I didn't know that 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 kind of experience really existed in Hollywood. And I mean, and, it and, rarely does. I'm sure. And and I was given just everything I needed just to to make to make this happen and be there. I think was it no? Who was on? What we had? Oh, when remember when Johnny was on Cooper, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how you do all these projects that are lame and stupid, and you hate them, and you get this one. He's like, they had that recent gig he did where. Everybody had equal pay, and they were all really cool. And he was like, "This, these are the ones we're shooting for as performers." And you just had one of those. You just had one of those experiences where that job was laid out in a way that was healthy for everybody. It was tough material. The um, the the story was difficult. Like that's, but that's the stuff you want. Yeah. And it really, like you know, I'm I'm sure you got paid a better wage than you're than you usually do. You work with people who were passionate about the content. 
you were given this playground. Like this is this is such a great experience for you Dude. that I think you really earned and deserved based on all the fucking time and effort you put in for the last decade. And and like your friend was saying, like taking the the the, the shit jobs. You know what I mean? Like like I I'm grateful to work, but you know after a while doing. No offense, got no offense, Hallmark, but keep hiring me. But like doing Hallmark movies, and and kind of cheesy thrillers on Lifetime, it's like, you know, it's kind of like, all right, all right, all right. You know, you want to tell a story that yeah. really, really, pu- like pushes pushes uh, the audience to like to to feel something. And and you know, there were zero restrictions in this in this. Uh, in this experience for me, I got to let it all out, and I and I and I was luckily in the perfect place to to do that. Um, I mean, there's there's a scene. Oh my god! I I call it my uh, it was my sh- my Sean Penn scene. Um, uh, it's so funny to say I was thinking about Sean Penn when you were talking about you know hold, don't don't you don't lose don't use it all. You got a you got a movie to do. I was thinking Sean Penn. There, he gives you one take. There, there's um <laughs> there's there. there, there there's a scene in the movie Mystic River, I think. Which, which yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Which he won Best Actor for. Um, Where the the camera paint goes high, goes and like, high. Yeah. And he's like, "Is that my daughter in there?" Yeah. You know, yeah. That that scene was kind of like one of those for me. Is like, wow. And I'm pretty sure that was the one that sparked sort of the conversation that was in the media or in articles that I ended up reading that said, "Yeah, I don't." He doesn't. He gives you one take on those things. Yeah, I I I, I think I did it on the third take because I wanted to make sure camera had all their stuff right before i did that you know what i mean like like i i, I we did a couple takes make sure the blocking because it was it was a is a fight scene it started as a fight scene this guy come this guy comes in and approaches me because his his son just got beat up by my daughter at school <laughs> yeah and uh and she got suspended and he comes up and he's like threatening me and like you know and and i'm holding it back and i mean he doesn't realize but i'm on i'm at wits end and everything at this moment right now and then he crosses the line and calls my daughter a bitch, and it just—it's like, bro, you one step, throw him to the ground, c- clean cock him right in the face, go re- rearing back for number two, clean him again, rearing back for number three, and people drag off me, and it was that you know scripted. Don't ev- don't you ever talk about my daughter right, again? Right, 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 right. But that was my Sean Penn moment. Oh, I, really? Like, it was and, for the okay. And and that was like second or third day of shooting and. I remember the next day the script supervisor was telling me she was like, "You scared me." Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the idea. You, you went like you okay. He's really in that headspace, and and I think that was when people realized, and I, that that was when I realized, oh shit, you gotta you gotta focus on your on your uh, your stamina. You know what I mean? Because you you got about six more scenes where you got to be roughly in that same headspace. But <laughs> but to some degree, the guy in that real position. He's spent already. Oh, he's spent. working with minimal energy, and he's frustrated and overwhelmed. Like that might end up being working your favor. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, that's one of the most. That's one of the scenes I'm looking forward to most. But then also, there, the final breakdown scene for my character was done in the boxing room by himself. And, oh, uh, nice. And and it. Plus, you're not Sean Penn. You don't get the liberty, the luxury of. Oh, I'm only giving you one take. Like you might need I, I to mean, do. I mean, I wanted it, and, and I mean. Th- when when we did this final boxing scene, because there's a bunch of different boxing scenes, but they're all just me and hitting the bag and, and in different different headspaces. But this final one was like the head, and it was the first one we shot because you know, and I was just like, I smoked half a joint before that scene. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm go- this is what's happening. I don't know what the dialogue is here. I don't care what the dialogue is here. 
and I, I started doing it. We started getting it, and I was doing good work. I was I was I had actually been punching the bag as they're setting up. I was like, I'm going all out. Mm-hmm. I had my music playing in on set, like while they're setting up, and I'm actually punching the bag. I have this app on my phone that gives me three minute rounds, you know, and then w- one minute breaks. And I was just like, I'm doing this. Oh, that's a cool app. I'm doing this three minute round, like you know, and it has like the the sound of the bell going off. And the make d- sure it's, you it's, tell me that app it's, later. It's awesome. It's, yeah, it's really, really that that's that's and I I would go twelve rounds like what? just ju- just as exercise, you know, with the bag. Just shadow boxing and boxing and hitting the bag. H- hitting the bag. Hitting the bag. Wow. Um, yeah, just going at the bag and you know. I took I took a boxing lesson before I went, so I had a couple ideas and in, in form and techniques, so it doesn't look terrible. But you right. know, my character was not a pro boxer; he just been been in a lot of fights. So sure. so it, I think it, it plays really well. And um, jab, cross, hook, uppercut. So we we were getting coverage of the scene, and I was I was I was I was there. I'd say like for the most part, I was there. I was get, I was delivering what was needed. But I wasn't totally satisfied. You know, we're getting this coverage, and we set up and get this one, and we do one. Are you ever though? Well, yes. I'm just saying that's a pretty common theme to not yeah. get what you want, but you have to deal with it. So there was this. So we get there, and well, I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know, because I would start boxing, then I'd go right into, you know, what what's in the script because you don't want to take too long. And I said, and after after I was like, you know what, I we got something. We got we can we all this stuff is usable. I go, let's go again. I go, I got three minutes on the clock. I intend to take all three minutes, you know, of this round. And he goes, okay. Yeah. I was like, I so I don't care what you guys are doing, like. I'm going to take three minutes. And I've been doing this for, like, what, probably an hour or something now, you know. And uh, drenched in sweat. I had I had a lovely makeup artist who <laughs> felt like my mother went in during that scene because she just come. She was the only one who'd come over and talk to me other than the director. But she wouldn't say anything. She was just like, just, like just powdering, powdering, powdering because I had some 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 bruise stuff going on, you know, right, right, like right. that they needed to keep. <laughs> they needed to oh, keep. Interesting, yeah, interesting. so you know what I mean? They d- yeah, so but because I was drenched in sweat. Like, I sweat a lot, and, I mean, I was completely soaked. So I said, I'm going to take this three minutes and uh, and just do my thing. And, uh, and I did, and I'm like, you know, I got so exhausted and so uh, – uh, I felt like I couldn't go on anymore. And I got so frustrated that I, I I was this tired and I and I hadn't done what I hadn't done what I did that first day that that day before we started shooting, you know when I was when I was in the boxing room by myself I wanted that moment to happen on uh, on camera which is you know hard to hard to do when there's other people there you know dude emotion on command yeah. is what is why not everyone is an actor but it, like emotion is fine but just like in a full-on out outpour like you can't control it you're not you're 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 out of control Mm -hmm. of your emotions and i got frustrated about it and then soon as i got frustrated about it i lost control of my emotions literally so much to my instinct was to hide from the camera for a split second whoa like because it was and then I, i my body knew not to and i just it turned from punching the bag to I'm going to kill the bag. Like I'm going to kill the bag. Yeah. Because it took my wife, it took my best friend, it's taking my house. It's ta- it's it's putting me in the, and it goes and goes and goes and then sp- one split and I wish I, I wish I had ultimately ever seen playback of that because because then it then the bag switches immediately and it becomes my wife. Uh-huh. And I just grab and embrace it and I have this moment with with the bag and that scene so we had done it a bunch of times, and so when when it was over, 
when the scene ended, I, I go and I sit in my chair because I have a little chair off the side, and that's what I did when I did my 12 rounds. I'd do my three minutes and then sit to the... Did it say Ben Gavin on it? Sit in the, no, it's just a piece <laughs> of shit little little rolly chair that was that was my character's in his in his shed. You know what I mean? Right, right, so right. I'm sitting in this old rolly chair, and I'm just waiting for, you know... I don't know what I'm waiting for now at this point. I don't even know where I am, what's hap- what happened. I don't even know if I said the, the dialogue, and I'm, and I'm sitting there, and, I, and I'm watching the director watch playback, and I'm like, okay, he's watching playback. And I'm kind of just, the makeup artist comes over, she does her thing, and I, 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 I'm, I'm literally, I have no clue what's going on because I'm a little bit stoned. I'm exhausted from <laughs> all the punching yeah. I did, and I'm emotionally just distraught. And, uh, and I'm kind of looking over, and the, he's still watching playback because it's a long take because I took the three minutes, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, then, and then all of a sudden, he just, he just like kind of like curls down, just like, <laughs> Like his whole body just gave out watching that whole thing, and the d- and then he walked out. He walked he walked out of the out of the garage, and he walked down t- down the yard. And I'm just sitting there, and I saw it kind of all happen. I'm and we're all just sitting there, like, what's next? You know, are we going again? You know, like, I'm like, am I going again? And I go, and I'm literally thinking to myself, I was like, did I say the dialogue? Did I like, did I say the plot points? Right, of the right, movie? right. Did you get everything you need I, to get? I, I I don't think I did. You like blacked out. I blacked out. Yeah. And I'm just uh. I'm just like I must have if he's if he's reacting this way. I was like, well, but you know, I'm fully prepared to go again. But I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna go again. Yeah. I don't know if we're gonna go again. And like five minutes goes by, and he comes back, and he's just like, "All right, let's get some inserts of the hands hitting the punching bag." Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, "Yes, nice <laughs> work." And he, and 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 they made it pretty clear to me that they're gonna use that one take as as a winner. Nice. All the other coverage is out the window. Yeah, your old nickname, <laughs> One Take Gavin. It's crazy. Like, yeah. Sometimes when you get those moments, though, it's funny how the rest of the hours you were in there. Yeah. All the just other they go out the. They like, go out well. the. Yeah. That's what we got. That. That's what we did those hours for. Was for that moment. Exactly. So I remember I. I told Danielle after I shot that I was just like, I think um, I think that scene might catapult me. And that's, yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm, I mean, dude. The way they lit everything, right? Like this isn't even lighting. Everything had contrast. There were lines. There were shadows. It, it was so beautiful. The camera that there, the Aria, the uh, the uh, Alexa Aria with the master anamorphic lenses. It, it, it's the best stuff you can be shooting on. Wow. They got lu- they got lucky um, with the camera. This this guy they know who owned cameras and rented them out. They had they had. Like re- reserved this, you know, really good camera that you, you a lot of people make movies on, but then they had just been getting like asked for a lot, and they're like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna just take? I just bought this new one. I'll give it to you for the same rate because everyone's asking for this one." And so this new th- th- this like this bigger, better camera. I don't know. I don't geek out on that stuff. I I, I, yeah, I, I, I do I do I when I look understand. at it, but I don't I don't I don't remember the names of right. everything. Um, it's interesting though to see to be reminded of all the elements that come because like. We just uh, our last episode um, when we called someone, we mentioned that art can't be made in a vacuum. No, none of this stuff is, happens. It's not one person. It's so many people come together. Well, you think of it, the credits after any any TV show, any movie. It's, it's hundreds it's of people, long. and and of course, our people's brains are not complex enough, at least when it comes to enjoying what you're watching, to consider all those things at one time. And because, you know, we're kind of in the dark ages for our emotional development, people are, you know, we focus on the actor and the music. Right. And then we, do, we forget about everybody else. And what's else. right in front of us, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not what's standing behind. But, man, 
look at the development in camera in camera uh, technology. For real. I mean, uh, when we were kids, uh, well, mostly me. Um, you had it was film like film. it was film like you had to like get the film and process the film and get put it through cut all that it shit and yeah um, cut it. and now I'm not a huge fan of the digital comparisons like the Star Wars that I just I don't like the way they look it's fine but things are getting past that point now yeah where things look beautiful again in new and I can't wait to see this because I don't really think about cameras either yeah like I'm an idiot when it comes to that stuff um, but I'm really interested in seeing what this and, looks and, like and not even just the camera just like the the, the the director of photography like this i've never felt more safe under like him and his his g and e team which is grip and electric and gaffers mm-hmm. and stuff like that like the way i saw them setting up flags so that there was a a, a justified lot like shadow you know right. what i mean and like where it like to create contrast it's I, and i mean and all the stuff i i watched playback on i'm just like i mean that's all raw footage too it's like this is the stuff I watch, and I'm like, damn, that looks great. Like, yeah, that is so cool. Like every every location is just as authentic. There's n- yeah. we didn't cheat anything. Um, they got to you know shoot really wide, and it, it's just gonna look. And the story from when I from when I first read the script for before my Skype session to the script I read after I got the job, it was night and day. I read it with really? I read it with Danielle. I mean. They didn't change. That they just took out these unnecessary things that, that, that my yeah. character was doing. And I, I remember D- D- Danielle was like, "Why is he doing this? Why is he doing this?" And then we got the new script, and it was, it was just, in my opinion, it was flawless. Like the story was flawless. The way it hit, the way like the the moments of levity which you have to have in something like this. The way they are, you know, with acting with the kid, and and this character was is such a prisoner of the moment, which is me to a T. I live right here, right now, like to a fault. And he he is that way where when it's bad, it's the worst. When it's good, it it's everything's good. We're all, you know what I mean? And it was so fun to live that way as like as as this as this character with the girls and with the with the the casting was spot on, yeah. dude. The casting was spot on and, and and it's a great story on how they landed on me. Um which is is um, they originally had wanted to have Grant Gustin play the role, who is plays the Flash on CW. The Flash. Okay. I'm not familiar with um, that's a good right. reference. I mean, yeah. like he's a you know he's younger than me, but you know all American, all similar American, type. Grant similar what? Type. Grant Gustin, G U S. Yeah. Which, if I'm not mistaken, I think you auditioned for that years ago. But I did. Yeah, I, you I did. did. <laughs> I did. I sure did. And, the, and, yeah. and they gave it to Grant. Um, good for him. Though. Good for him. Of course. Um, of course. And. Uh, and so, so they go, they somehow get because he's from the area. Also, he's from. Oh no! He's from the so they already knew him. They they knew they knew him because like he's his from legend. The, yeah, right. Yeah. right. So they, so and and the writer director is from the area. Right, oh, awesome. You know, so like it's his. This is his baby. So all these him. choices were personal to yeah, some degree. All of them. Yeah. So he he's going to get Grant Gustin and ultimately gets a, gets in touch with his manager, who is my manager, and. It ultimately just comes down like Grant. Grant is not available, you know. With this, he's got CW stuff, whatever it is. I have other clients that would be great for this, you know. And and they were like, "No, we really want Grant." Or like, "Oh, who do you got?" They were like, "Yeah, sure, we'll see what you got." Sure. You know, that's the kind of people they are. They're like, okay, yeah, let's see what you got. And th- they landed on me, and and it and it just became like this. Anytime they would look at anyone else, it would just be like, "Well, he's not well, Ben. It's not Ben. It's not Ben. That's awesome." Yeah. And, and so when that when that moment comes for your representation, your management, your agent, um, uh, 
what do they do? Just send headshots right away? Do they send like five little little my real. self tapes? My real. They sent your reel right away or a couple people's reels? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd, 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 I'd have to ask. I'm, I'm sure he had a couple people that he. I mean, because he's got a, he's got a. Uh, I'm sure he, there's other other people on his roster that would have been yeah. right for this role too. They're just not as. Like, like I said this many times. I was like, I'm I'm th- I'm sure there were better actors up for the job, but there were no better Levi's. Just wasn't. I love that. Yeah, there I was love not, that. there was not a better Levi. Um, I've never liked that whole like this person is the best actor. Like that's a very subjective thing. Yeah, it's like I mean maybe he's not great for the role, or you know what I mean, or maybe maybe he is great for the role. Like it, th- there was just no one else who, and I knew like I've been up for, I, I go up for a lot of jobs that I'm really right for, and I just knew there was knowing no one else right better than this. And the fact is, is I've always fantasized about having a daughter. That's been like even since I was a little kid. I don't have kids. Right, but. Because I'm not in a financial place to to start. That's yeah, more than that. You got to be ready yeah, in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah. But but like that's I want kids, and I've always been fascinated about the idea of having a daughter. So right. having these two daughters was just a, 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 something I was really um, ready to embody. Ready to embody. Yeah. Excited about. Yeah, excited about. Probably translate through to the screen too. It'll, I'm you'll sure. See like the relationship. It'll, I'm I'm sure I'm sure because we felt really close from the get go, and and Danielle told me I d- I didn't hear this, but Danielle told me she was like. Her mother, the McCarran's mother, who you know was in and out. She stayed at the same cast house that we were, I was at. I had my whole whole little area downstairs, but they were in and out. They'd come back um, a couple days each. McCarran was a nine year old. She was a nine year old, okay. correct? And um, and we, you know, she's a playing a, a seven year old. Playing a seven year old, and and it, you know, you gotta have patience. I will just say this one brief thing. You know, I don't have kids, and I don't want to have kids. But I have said many times, if I did, by some chance, had one kid. I would prefer a girl too, it's and so, I can say about that. Well, for me, it's like, and like I'm a boy, so I get like boys are rough and tumble, whatever. But of all the kids that I know of friends, I always love seeing their daughters, and some of the boys I just don't like them. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. something weird. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that's a really narrow view, yeah. I know. But from in my experience, I yeah. agree. I'd want a daughter if I had one kid. Well, um, there was this moment at the end when uh, Jess McCarran's mom said to Danielle, she was just like, "I cannot believe that." someone who doesn't have kids is able to show this much patience and is so good with like and so understanding of like if if he ever lost his temper with her she never knew it she never i mean and i did there were times where i'm just like you know we're shooting a scene where it's me not seven-year-old and newborn baby all laying in the same bed (laughs) And like we got, you know, there are SAG rules about how many how many hours kids and babies can work. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. And we're coming close to those rules. Yeah. And you know, McCarran just had a couple sips of Sprite, so oh she's no. she's amped up and she's supposed to be fast asleep. And she's laying. I'm like, girl, you got to be older than you are right now. You're the big girl in this scene. You, uh, you got to be still because <laughs> the baby is just a wild card. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're like, we need the baby to be. Can be someone <laughs> bring some more direction to this baby, please? What? Listen, baby. Um, we don't really. Baby's, <laughs> baby's sitting there with a cigarette. Like, don't tell me how to. Yeah, act. right. That's that's the way she was like. I'll cry when I want to. Um, but no, she had to be asleep and she was getting frustrated and it was like, you know, going from mom where she was quiet to laying on me, you know what I mean? To what, like this whole thing, she's like, ah, this isn't comfortable and what the, so I'm like holding pacifier in her her mouth and I'm, I'm massaging down her forehead being like, just go to sleep. Oh, right. The whole forehead thing. It puts him to sleep. Like, 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 are you guys ready to shoot this? And McCarran's like, ah, 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 
that? And I'm just like, McCarran, you gotta lay still. Like, <laughs> don't touch the baby's face. Like, <laughs> shoot this shit. <laughs> but keeping it all inside. Yeah, right. And no, but right. Yeah. Trying to get this baby to go to sleep. Yep. And her mom's sitting there just like, you know, like, oh my God, this is a lot. This is intense. And it's, yeah. the, and it's the most intense part of the movie. And it's just like, yeah. Dude, nobody ever said getting a, a, a piece of work finished is easy. Work is yeah. work because it's fucking work. It's work, man. Yeah, dude. And people forget, like, f- actors are famous for being unstable or crazy or narcissistic or needy or whiny. Like, all that shit. Like, oh, you think, like, the bad Yelp reviews. Yeah. Y- you know, there's plenty of rewards and, and accolades, sure. But because of the medium, because uh, actors internalize, because we um, investigate the emotion of the moment, all these things... Actors have the highest potential for emotional stability because as a as a craft, you're investigating your own emotional state all the time. Maybe that's unhealthy too. Sounds like it yeah. might be a little crazy. Yeah. But there's a real opportunity to know oneself better than the average individual who might know themselves on a different level but don't investigate on a regular basis. Well, it's funny. It's funny. Danielle came, came out there to visit and um, we had something come up between us and, and it ultimately came down to where I was like, I need you to hold that in. Like, I need you to hold that in and just do whatever you can for me for the next two days. You know, that right, we were, right, that sure. was like, cause I can't focus on anything wow. other than what this is right here. We got two more days. And that's uh, a good exercise. For and, relationship, um, though. and, and yeah, and it, and it, and it wasn't, and, 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 um, it was, it was, it, it became the greatest, the best experience of the entire shoot was the last week that Danielle and Patty were there. Awesome. You know, and my puppy. And, yeah, uh, Patty's great, for he's, the record. He's, he was a perfect set dog. He knew exactly when to shut up. And he, and he gave everybody emotional support. Every He is legitimately Dude. an emotional support dog. That's, here's the thing. Of, what that's kind of what, dog is your dog? That's what dogs he's, are. He's got Chihuahua, Puggle, and a Terrier in him. He's six months old, and he's just the chillest, love, loveliest little dude that you'll ever meet. Like, he's, he's, he's yeah. special. He, I've never heard him bark yet. Like he doesn't really bark as a general rule. He does. He'll, he'll, he, yeah, he does. He'll bark. He'll bark with me when I play rough with him, and then he'll he'll he 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 was really. T- oh, that's the worst thing when he was a baby. We didn't know if he was gonna get out of it, but he he barked at every dog he saw. But he's oh. he's gotten over that. He, so I mean, he's seven months old. So you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's turned into himself, but yeah, ultimately he's just a super chillest dog. Ever. He's he's a great kid, but and he likes he wants to just play and be your friend. Yeah. And um, but I noticed that just like any dog, it's the owner's job to sort of yeah. create the atmosphere of emotion for sure for and sure. he totally follow you're like okay buddy chill yeah. down yeah. and he'll totally chill yeah. and yeah. like he's great he knows how to do it he, yeah um uh another uh just aspect getting back to that movie um because i think about all the exterior stuff that i got like when as opposed to just shooting things that help me it's like you know m- my manager spent a week negotiating the deal and ultimately got the the day rate the rate that i was that that, that we wanted for a project such as this um Per diem and all that stuff, and you know, flights and where I'm staying. This the place, you know, we don't. I didn't want to be in a hotel. They didn't want to put me in a hotel. So right. you know, I was at, I was at this bed and breakfast out in the fa- on farm country, and I had the whole entire bottom floor with like a pool table and oh wow, and, like like private kitchen and all this stuff, and and uh, my own room, my own bathroom, stuff like that. But it, it and then in a car, in a car, and and a gym had to be there close by, and they had a gym in there and, and a car, you know, to get around, and they they signed off on all that so i knew that was going down so as we got closer I, and i became in better communication with kyle the director i ultimately said i mean this guy has this thing he he my character has his this f-150 truck and he bought it and he that he that's like 
his like number three love. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, like, that like that truck. He loves that truck. Yep. It, it, it represents a lot more than just a pickup truck to him. It, it, it represents like him growing up and getting something of value on his own. Yeah. Um, and there's a line in the movie is a, a man, you know, he where he's offered to sell his truck. And he's a man's n- nothing without his truck. And 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 so I'm like, as I'm getting ready to shoot this. Which I, I that was something was tough for me to grasp because I had to understand how people like that really feel because I car is a car to me it's four wheels and a, and a box of metal sure. you know what I mean um and uh, so that was th- that that was something to work on but then I realized a great way to work on that is to drive a truck every day I was like so I, I wanted them I, I I I talked to the director I was like uh, if I can if it's in the budget you know could I drive a truck around and they were like uh yeah we can make that work. We have this like old farm truck that you can drive. Oh, what kind of truck was it? So it was a 1991 GMC, like dark, like light black or brown or like two door cap bench cab with like cloth seats. Nice. Totally new tires, brand new tires on it. New oil in the engine, hundred and something thousand miles on it. Like, so you never really changed that bench seat pickup truck atmosphere from set to real life. Right. That's I nice. M- I mean, I, honestly, I didn't really end up driving the Ford F one fifty, the new F one fifty, in which not was a lot the of scenes where you're I, driving. Like, you know, I, I did a few of them in the very beginning, and and that was really about it. And then there was a couple other moments, but but we the the truck, the, the farm truck in which I was driving, in terms of the story, was my character's first truck. That he ended up selling, trading in, and bu- to buy his his F one fifty. So there's like pictures around the um, around the house of me and me and my daughter sitting in the bed of this truck that mm-hmm. I've been driving. So, but I got to drive that every day, and that was so cool. I, I'll have to show you a photo. Yeah, it's please, like please. Mo- it's the most beautiful, beautiful truck. I <laughs> definitely have a soft spot for trucks. I do own a truck. I don't drive it that much. Um, but uh, I was talking about that with Danielle. Yeah. I was like, mine's got an old truck. I'd have an old truck. I, I'm, I'm looking to sell it. But it is a, the trucks have a very different um, spiritual place on the, on the spectrum of, of vehicles. Mm, they really do. And, and I, I, I kind of had forgotten about that because if you don't drive a truck long enough, you're like, oh, it's just a truck. It's too big. Get out of here. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's where I come from. Um, you know, small town USA. There's, in fact, um, a kind of an ongoing joke based on a local comedian who actually did pretty well, um, Bob Marley. Believe it or not, um, <laughs> if you'd be able to come out comedy, you'd probably know Bob Marley. He's kind of famous in the, in the, in the cult followish. But he had this great joke that was my brother, my brother's truck. Where, uh, oh look at that, that's Oz. Yeah, that's a classic right there. Um, where, you everyone knows somebody with a truck. And they will look at it as sort of a, an external, like a, a, a free-to-use U-Haul sort of thing. It's an opportunity. Where everybody with yeah. a truck yeah. is kind of a bit like... They have you fall into the friend with the truck. Yeah. Thanks category. for your interest in my truck, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daryl. I, I had a 1991 Ford F-150. Awesome. I That's bought it from a friend for like 900 bucks. Nice. And uh, That's a great deal. Yeah, it was awesome. I used it for an island truck for... On Block Island. For I was about to say for the, uh, for us for a, a wee peasants. Can you explain what a, what an island truck is? <laughs> Just used it for one. I got one summer out of it. Uh, brought it to the island with the expectation that I mean it was pretty shot already. Mm-hmm. And then I used it for like hauling pallets to the beach for fires and just 
having a truck on the island that because I w- used to bring my car to the island and it was just yeah how are you gonna get fire pallets to the beach unless yeah, you got or a lot of the roads truck. are really bad or not a lot of the roads are really bad but some of the roads we would take down to go surf and stuff are just like crazy so having a truck was like the best thing to have on the, on an island yo farm roads let me yeah. T- yeah, yeah exactly f- farm roads are something else with the they're they're like one lane with no lines or nothing and you they made, it, you made it dirt but it's but it's like their two cars are supposed to go down yeah <laughs> like yeah yeah so you're driving in the middle of it and you're like all right if a car comes it's a total chicken game like yeah. it's something else man it's kind of like my neighborhood I'm used to that <laughs> yeah right constantly it's like Hollywood with cars parked on both Jesus sides Jesus Christ um, when's yeah. the last time you drove your truck mine a couple months ago to your new place yeah have basically you, have you dr- yeah I drove I drove a couple times since then just Dude. to keep it going. Um, we're both itching now. Danielle and I are both itching to get a truck. We're like, we gotta get yeah, one. It's yeah. It's. I mean, the bench thing going across. Patty fucking loved it. You Dude, know what I mean? I would. I would love a small Toyota Tacoma. Yeah. My my truck is completely impractical for yeah, this yeah. town. Um, but long story short, yeah, you should get a Toyota Tacoma. But they're the expensive. New ones are nice. Yeah, they're well, nice. Don't get a new one. Get like a twenty-year-old one. But they're still like the resale value on Toyota Tacomas is. It makes them not want to buy one. Right. You're like, oh, twenty-year-old Tacoma, eight grand. You're like, e- relax, easy. Like yeah. it's stupid. Yeah. Um. So uh, that would be great. I would love you get a little Toyota Tacoma. They're Man. so cute. I'd love to get out of LA and get space to breathe in fresh air. Yeah, that I feels like that time might be might be a little closer than I anticipated. I feel like it's approaching. Yeah. I feel like it's approaching. Also, don't forget you got a dog. You're in a good relationship. Like it feels yeah. like house time. Yeah. And How with a house comes space. Space. And with space comes, oh, I want more space. Right. <laughs> and with, with more space comes, like, oh, I can do anything. <laughs> yeah. And having a truck and having a place to park and all the little things that we take for granted or forget about yeah. um, when we live in like smaller areas where we come from and we have you know plenty of place to put our shit. Um, it's 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 probably the worst part of living in a in a more densely populated area is you don't have that space. Mm-hmm. It's aggravating. Um, that's why I'll, I'll never move back to New York. People are like, you move back to New York? I'm like, why? Why the fuck would upstate I move New back York to New York? Is nice. I'm talking about New York City. No one says you can move back to the upstate. They're like, back to the city? Like, no. It stinks. It's hot or it's freezing. It's yeah. crowded. Yeah, right. it's, there's small space. It's too expensive. Uh, it's awful. Um, everything I don't want. You got to pay for everything, like parking. Like, give me a break. Uh, Every uh, car I ever had in the city ended up being like just beat to shit, broken yeah. into, hit, and you never get yeah, yeah, terrible. I have another Texas tour coming up with Danielle, so I'm gonna. There you go. You gonna that, pitching that whole that whole idea? Could you continue with this the career path you're on right now if you didn't live in L.A.? Uh, yes, you could. Just at what capacity? Um, and that's what I'm trying to trying to figure out for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have this 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 lingering glimpse of of hope that this movie is going to be something very special um their plans are are sundance and south by southwest great and uh that's what you need right now toronto and um tribeca like those that those are their but mostly sundance and i've been since i got there i've been saying south by southwest what is what it remind me what south by southwest is it's it's a it's a film another film festival film festival where um, in texas austin Austin. texas austin texas which is why i'm i want and just the the feel of this movie has it and the music that they got the music they got um that they they pretty they i think they have attached we'll see um but they told me about it basically before i got the job like i'm like everything everything with how this movie's been done i I can't see why it wouldn't. It's There's plenty mu- of big music festival there too at yeah. South by. That yeah. was what I in my head. That's what it reminded well, me. Yeah. yeah, it's a huge festival. It's a festival, film, music, and music. Film. Yeah. Oh, music and film. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's and one week music, one week film. The industry is growing so much that 
there's never been a, a, an easier time for that to be a possibility, is not living in L.A. and still having an acting career. Right. I mean, every, uh, like most auditions I, I, get, I get jobs from now, I, put, I taped myself at home anyway. Yeah. Y- you know what I mean? Like that. And they, most of them never shoot in L.A. <laughs> right. It's too much money. They there's shoot in a Atlanta, there, there's a big shoot. Atlanta market, and I met yeah. a bunch of Atlanta actors through this process yeah. um, it, because they would. It's a four-hour drive to where we were from Atlanta, so a handful of them came from Atlanta, and I had had this like theory, this thought of like, oh, I'm going to move to Atlanta and just book all this stuff, and and that might be true, but it's nothing things on on you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and th- it's like if you want to be a, this number six, like the top six of a show, which is kind of you know ultimately to to be in a stable job like that's what you want you know what i mean top six on some show you got to be in la you got to be okay um uh, or you know or be in the position like if this movie goes to sundance or something like that and wins sundance wins something at sundance or i win something at sundance then then we might be talking about something different and i i I wouldn't be surprised it's always so interesting to me the the thoughts you have as a kid when you want to be an actor you want to be famous you want to be successful whatever and then how the truth sort of you know, unfolds like in any situation the the reality is always more um, terrible and difficult to deal with than the fantasy in your For head. For sure. Um, and these are all legitimate things and the and the and the industry has grown and there's always different opportunities for different people. Um, there are still like kids out there right now who are in theater groups. Who are you know doing festivals and like and learning like I want to be an actor one day, but they're not going to be famous. But they can right. still be an actor. They can still work and get paid. Um, I just read an article the other day. Uh, the kid who played Joffrey, King Joffrey, on on um, um, thank you, Game of Thrones. Um, after he finished that run, he retired as a film actor and went like back to his like Ireland where he's from. And works in theater, like start his own theater group and like does, or I think he started the theater group before he finished the show, but I don't know where that story ends, but he literally like as at like early 20s retired from film after Game of Thrones and went back into theater. I just thought that was such an interesting thing. Like that kid's not driven by the ego that would have made him like, what's next? What other movie shall I tackle? Um, His one of his first roles actually was um, the little kid on the on the balcony on the the. the fire escape in Batman where he, like, yeah. you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. That scene where he gives the kid the thing? Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton Batman? No, no, no. No, no, no. Christian, Christian Bale Batman. Batman. Oh. One of the dark um, ones. Yeah, he was a little, like, he, he, had, he was getting film work as a little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh. Game of Thrones is his last one where he's like, I'm done with Hollywood. For the right now. Who Good knows what he'll do in 25 or 30? I don't blame him, dude. Yeah. When, I, when, I, when I saw this girl working, working, like, working, you know what I mean? She's nine years old. I'm like, I, I never worked this much when I was nine years old. Yeah. Like, uh, this sucks. Yeah. Where she, she was so excited to shoot this playground scene. It was not fun for her. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, right. you had to keep doing the same the same stuff over and over again. And I, as a nine-year-old, I'm like, yeah, right. You could yeah. not have kept me there for two for tw- two takes. You know what I mean? I'd be gone. I'd be like, yo, I'm, I'm swinging on the I swings. wonder what, what happens in the brain of a young professional that where they're able to do that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't well, know. Well, I asked her. I was like, I, I, I asked her. <laughs> I, I said, dude, don't even, don't even start. Uh, all the time when, like, she was just like, what, are we, uh, like, what's next? It's like, what's next is we're going to do the same scene about six or seven more times in, in three different shots you know what i mean like wow. that's what's next and she's just like okay and i'm like and i, I, I kind of heart to heart with her i was like so do you think you want to do any more movies after this and she goes i don't know maybe not <laughs> just, <laughs> she'd only done short films so it's like a couple days worth of work she's yeah. showing up for th- five weeks of shooting and she's just like eh, maybe not it's this not is, easy man no it's not especially as a nine-year-old it's not heavy lifting but it's not easy right yeah 
Yeah. Right. It's, it's not it's, heavy lifting. It's emotionally taxing. And here's the thing. It's like anything, whether you're cleaning sewers, washing dishes, waiting tables, or you know, you're a scientist in a laboratory, you better love what the fuck you do because if you don't, it will wear you down. Correct. You have Correct. to enjoy the bullshit hard stuff. And you can. Like if you love what you do, those things stop being a chore to the extent that they are to someone who does not want to be there. And a nine year old, I'm not surprised. Yeah. How much time we got? Is that it? We're about, we're we could wrap it up. So what is next? What is What's next? next? When's well, lunch? That, When's that, lunch? That, that great question. What is next? Um, next for Ben Gavin. Well, no, uh, Danielle and I are finishing that short. Uh, great. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I told you I thought it was the best one you've done. Yeah, it, I'm really I'm really excited about where it is right now um, with with music and set. We we got color correction. I was scared of you. <laughs> yeah, some people who had seen it recently didn't think that 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 existed anywhere in me. So I was like, oh, there you go. Right on. Um, so yeah, Ben's working we're, on his own stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll finish that, and you know, I sent in an audition for a movie today. Great, like that's you know, that's, great. That's where I'm I want to hear how that goes, because like you said, this could be the thing, this could be the hump, whatever. They get you a little more momentum, right? But you know, that's it's a they they intend to be finished with post production a year from now and, su- and submitting to festivals. I'm not talking about the 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 product. I mean, like the momentum you have right now yeah. in you, yeah, maybe enough to just get you keep working, yeah. Not the stuff you like want or whatever, but right. stuff, right, right. Keeping right. the the wheels turning, mm-hmm. um, and then hitting the ground crazy when that comes out. I'm just gonna that. I just gotta char- I just gotta be very conscious about not comparing experiences because I just can't imagine anything living up to what I just finished. Well, don't even compare it to yeah. anything. It was its own thing. Yeah. So just right. it's, it is an amazing experience and then other experiences probably could be bad, could be right. great. But 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 it's but the, it's about it's, it's, the, it's the little lousy experiences that add up and get you the great ones and I I realized that um firsthand uh, this last this mm-hmm. You always make the most of the things that you do regardless of how they compare to the previous ones. True. And the old, as the old saying goes, and I'm, this isn't a saying, but the only thing that keeps you from success is is fucking quitting. Like, yep. it, you just keep going, you keep getting up, and keep getting up. Those people succeed. Mm-hmm. End of story. Yep. Persistence yep. wins about over talent or or craft or whatever connections. Mm-hmm. Never ever quit. Or you fail and die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's happening. We're all gonna fail. We're and all die. gonna die. <laughs> but what good news? Once you're dead, you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I assume, unless <laughs> all the Christians are right. Oh God! <laughs> well, on that note, I, I, sp- I, I spend a lot of time with very good Christian people. Yeah, and I'm just sure. like, y- you people are 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 good people. They feel like they're here to serve. That's yeah, what, that's, that, that's most. I think most religious people are good people, even yeah. though I don't agree with their beliefs. Right. right. Yeah. Um, um, and, and as I, long as they don't. Force and them I was over. really yeah. happy that they that they didn't put a whiff of it in this movie. That's important. They knew not to do that. Good. Th- like these people are, are Christian people, and 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 I I really f- really connected with their th- the way they believe, and the way they kind of see things. But they knew not to yeah. put, not to put a whiff of that in this movie. You yeah. know what I mean? And and, and, and th- there's a, there's enough miracles that happen in the movie that how, wh- however you believe miracles happen, you're like dang. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> however you believe that they happen, then you can connect to it because they didn't tell you what they believe while they while they told the story. Yeah, um, the 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 line between spiritual connected connectivity and um, dogma is a fat fucking spoon shaped carved line, and uh, it's it's always going to be a discussion. We should actually have a a religious discussion next time you're on. I would love <laughs> that. I'd be, I'd be in right. That. Why not? Sure. We haven't done a lot of that. No, we haven't. Yeah, let's do it in an honest, fair way. So not being dicks, um, but I am quite confident in my. Lack of religion. Yeah, I, um, and, I, I understand, uh, and and I and I and I and I kind of vibe the other way th- than you do. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't attribute myself to religion, but there's 
something about it that I see work for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you, 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 I mean, I just keep hearing it over and over. These incredibly wildly successful people. I just want to thank God. You know what I mean? Like, there's something. Wh- whatever that that term means to you, whatever right. it could mean, the the it, wind, it the, the the wind that blows. Like, there's something bigger than me to create that wind blowing. That's mm. that you know. That's the biggest distinction is that word that meaning is different for everyone, everyone. and that's why we can have a good conversation not yeah. about who's right, 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 but about talking about those different opinions about right. this one fucking thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's all. All right, awesome. All right, Thanks, boys. Ben. That was fantastic. Thank Thank you so to have a segue to my next uh, my next gr- meeting with you guys. I can't wait. Who yeah. knows what it'll be? Some yeah. crazy new topic. Ben will be like, "Hey, I'll I'll come on for that." We're like, "Great, good to have you." Yes. <laughs> ben Gavin, good to see you. Cooper, good thanks, you, brother. Thanks for, Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Talk Peace to you soon. Out. Bye. Bye.